0: This is a podcast from Rover. Rex never sleeps and don't you forget it. Hamish McCoy and Rebecca Greaves, your team here every Saturday and Sunday. Of course, the Rover app, R-O-V-A. Download it, listen back anytime. listen to the individual uh, interviews or the whole show in one big hit. Right, uh, Middlehurst Station, 16,500 hectare property in Marlborough, owned by the McDonald family. Now, Lucy and Sophie, along with the rest of the family, have taken a dream of theirs and turned it into reality, supplying lamb directly from their high country station to. The good folk of NZ the last couple of weeks have been big ones for the uh, two sisters. They won a gold medal at the 2023 Outstanding New Zealand Food Producer Awards for their Middlehurst Station Deluxe Edition Box. Gee, that's got my mouth watering without even knowing what's in it, Bex. And then they were invited to travel to Sydney to speak at the Rubber Bank Farm to Fork Summit, which would have been a great experience. Uh, Lucy's back in the country and joins us on the show. Hello, Lucy. How are you doing?
1: Hi, good, thanks. Thanks so much for having us on today.
0: Yeah, great to have you here. Hey, firstly, congratulations on the NZ Food Producers Gold Medal. Um, tell me, what is in that box set and where's it growing?
1: Um, yeah, thanks so much. Sir. Congratulations. We're absolutely thrilled to get the gold medal. It's so awesome. Such a great, um, great award to have. Um, The Middlehurst Station box has a selection of almost every lamb cut that we have available on the website, so it's a great way for our customers to try uh, um, a variety of the cuts that we have. And our lambs are born and raised up in the High Country um, at Middlehurst Station in the head of the Awatiri Valley in Marlborough. They are then moved to the Lush Pastures in North Canterbury where they are finished off.
0: Okay, so whereabouts in North Canterbury do you take them from the Awatiri down to
1: just in Cheviot, just behind the Cheviot okay.
0: Township. there we have a wee, yeah. um, a wee farm there. And, and, what's, and just tell me about sort of how do you get this um, this Merino meat that people are loving so much? I mean, what difference does it make just so, to, so you, you, you get them on the ground up in the Arwateria and then you get them down to Cheviot? So tell me about that, just the extra the bit of the finishing there. What, sort of, what do you think that that does for them?
1: Yeah, so up um, the Awatiri Valley in the high country, it's got quite short growing um, season. So in the winter it can get pretty cold and, um, and then in the summer it can be very dry and hot. So the Cheviot farm has added um, additional support. It grows a lot more grass and yeah, it enables us to finish all our own stock, which has been yeah, really great for this um, sweet business.
2: Because I know, Lucy, that you guys are a real family affair, uh, f- particularly from when we talked um, on the podcast that you came on uh, last year. And I think you said then that your brother runs the finishing farm at Cheviot. Is that right?
1: Yeah, so he's actually just moved home to manage um, Middlehurst Station. So we've just employed another um, farm manager at the Cheviot Farm, which has just
2: become um, yeah, another real great asset for, for the team at Middlehurst, which is so cool. Oh fantastic. And do you still process them just down the road? Because I thought this was such a great win. You know, you had the finishing farm at Cheviot and then the meat processes is, is literally just there.
1: Yeah, so we still use Harris Meats, which is a um great little family owned abattoir which is literally ten K's down the road. So we have our own wee truck and we just um run the run the sheep down when they're ready. So it's a real care free, stress free product. Um, process on the animal which makes the end product yeah that much better
2: fantastic and what actually was the catalyst for starting middlehurst delivered you know um how long has it been going for it and and what made you think that yeah direct from farm to customer was the way to go
1: yeah so in november we will have been doing it for through for three years which seems crazy that it's gone that quickly and i guess um the reason that we started it up was during the first COVID-19 lockdown we all as a family had time to reflect and think about how um, the farming business was operating and how we could diversify it and once the lockdown ended we finally had the opportunity to turn this long-held dream to supply premium lamb direct to consumers into a reality and I guess at the heart of this venture was our family's drive to have a direct connection back between our finished product and the end consumer. And we believe that after all the care and effort and passion and sweat that goes into producing our products, we owe it to ourselves and our consumers to provide complete traceability.
2: Mm -hmm. Fantastic. And I know you you guys have obviously had really good feedback You've been going for three years. You've got these amazing food producer awards, and then you were invited to speak at the Farm to Fork Summit. Can you tell me a bit about the summit and what your role was uh, at the summit?
1: Yeah, so the Farm to Fork Summit is an event that was put on by Rabobank, and it was it was just it was such a cool event. It was an opportunity to celebrate all things agriculture and kind of come together as an industry and listen to informative and innovative speakers from around the world, as well as network and catch up with, um, with other friends and and other agricultural leaders and businesses. Um, And I was invited to speak on one of the panels alongside four highly innovative agribusinesses to discuss the challenges around supply chain and sustainability. And then on the Friday, Sophie and I were both invited to share our our own journey with fourteen
2: hundred of the Rabobank staff at the Grow Together at an event. Wow! Amazing, because I saw the photos of you up there on that panel, and they were some heavy hitters that you yeah. were sitting up there with. You know, we're yeah. talking the CEO of Balance, we're talking about sustainability managers from Woolworths and Fonterra. So, I, I imagine uh, you were you were holding your own up there. But what were sort of the key messages that came out of that discussion?
1: Yeah, um, I think the key messages that that we were trying to get out of the discussion were around the supply chains, consumer demands, and how we're staying relevant and doing that sustainably. So for us, that was discussing how we're using a more traceable and transparent supply chain to try and create this robust biodiverse food system that can weather any storm, because as we know the past three years have been anything but normal, so we need to be looking at how we can Mm. handle more events like that or more Mm. times like that.
0: Okay, um, Oh sorry, yep. Carry on, sorry.
1: And then I guess by being um by having this transparent and traceable supply chain, we being the producer can build relationships with the consumer, which then can enhance connections between the urban and rural communities and yeah, just building those relationships and trying to bridge that gap that is still there a little bit.
0: Yeah, uh, that uh, sounds like a great plan and, you, and, you, and you're all over it, which is great too. Hey, anybody else doing what you're doing? Any of the Aussies going uh, Merino direct to market?
1: Um, no, we didn't. Um, I think that there probably is, but we didn't yeah. meet anyone, any there. We did meet this lovely Australian couple and they'd done the same thing with these um many years ago, and they had, yeah, that would opened um, butcher shops in Sydney, and it was just so amazing to pick their brains and talk to them. It was actually such a cool, like, just randomly bumping into them and having those yeah. conversations, yeah. It was just so yeah. cool.
0: Hey, um, and now, okay, so can you just give me a little bit of a insight into the difference between, say, merino meat and, say, a, a, a yeah, typical sort of supermarket crossbred lamb?
1: So we think that it's, it's beautifully tender and it's got a really luxurious flavour with a finer texture.
0: <coughs> nice.
1: And yeah. I guess one of one of our chefs described it as how all lamb should taste. So uh-huh. yeah.
0: Like I like it. And finally, um, you know, business and family. You know, often they don't go together. And you know, starting a business that involves sort of across the family what's the secret uh, to the success there
1: yeah i think it's all about communicating having an open mind and listening to each other we're all really strong communicators we have lots of um whatsapp group chats going so that we can all keep in touch and share ideas and thoughts as they come to mind but saying that we don't always agree on everything and they can Be some of the harder conversations to have, but that is all part of business. And at the end of the day, we know that we're a family and we're all doing the best that we can for Middlehurst. And without Middlehurst, uh, without family, Middlehurst would just be a farm. And we all want the same outcome. And the fact that we are able to all work together is really amazing. And yeah, I couldn't be more grateful for it.
0: Fantastic. Hey. Lucy, thank you so much uh, for joining us. That is Lucy McDonald, co-founder of Middlehurst uh, Delivered, uh, along with Sister Sophie and the family there, the properties in the Arwaterian down to Cheviot there. What a fantastic uh, setup they have there. Bex, we'll have take a break and we'll come back and talk about that. I want to just tap into a few things there with you. Uh, this is Rex, business as usual.